Donahue. And I am Stephanie Galler. Um, right now we are reporting to you from my new bedroom. I just got a place in Brooklyn. Woo woo! And um, it's super funny because whenever anyone comes in my door, I say, welcome to my turtle building because the walls are painted like a turtle. Oh, literally a turtle shell. Like Lime green. <laughs> the walls in the hallway are painted lime green and then they have brown, weird little geometric shapes that look like a turtle shell. And it's super unique and weird, and I kind of love it. It is very Brooklyn. It's very unique, and um, in a way, I think it's really fun and weird. But in another way, I don't know what the developer was thinking, because (laughs) literally, it was the same developer for a bunch of different um, apartments on this specific street. So it's like, there have been times when I've come home maybe a little intoxicated. Who knows? Not, you know... Not giving anything away, but I am Except drunk sometimes. Except for like full intoxication. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little intoxicated. I don't want to incriminate Maybe myself. Maybe high on life, baby. <laughs> yeah, Who you don't knows? know. <laughs> but yeah, there have been times where it's like I'll go up to a building that looks just like mine. If you look in the, the door, the glass door, you see these fucking turtle walls. You would think that would be the one tell for I your know. building. It's just like weird turtle interior. <laughs> But, but it's no, not. it's Brooklyn, baby. It's <laughs> typical here, I guess. You I don't fucking, fucking know. Figure it out for yourself. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, um, Stephanie. This is actually Stephanie's first time in my apartment. Yes, and I made it here. I know. I'm so happy and proud. Um, yeah, and it's been fun. We uh, there are a few places around here that have like four dollar happy hour. We tried to go. It was inexplicably closed. Yeah. and then we just made some fun tequila drinks. So honestly, a few by the way. Yeah, a good number. So I would <laughs> I would recommend, if you're listening to this and you want to drink along, um, tequila. Guava juice. Um, tonic water. No, sparkling. Yeah. Lime or mango flavored. Okay, like seltzer, right? Yeah, seltzer. And then lime. Squeeze some lime in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Like exactly what we drank. There yeah. it is, baby. Get on our level. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, how has your week been, Stephanie? Um, it was great. I just had a birthday. Happy birthday! Yes, I am amidst my quarter-life crisis. Yeah, someone's old. Yeah, like, (laughs) I'm fully, I've reached the age where I'm like, holy fuck, like, I am, I think I'm old. Um, and I'm waiting for my existential crisis. Like, I truly am waiting for me to be like, what is the meaning of my entire life? But, the greatest thing about this is, my friend told me, the day before I turned 25, she was like, some stat and if you say it enough like if you tell me a fact with enough confidence I will fully believe you <laughs> yeah wholeheartedly you're just a scientist all yeah. of a sudden yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but she was like so um that basically you release a certain amount of pheromones when you're 25 that make you more attracted to men um oh. for some reason like women are most attractive at 25 to the male species Ooh. um and, yeah, it's because, like, we're releasing these pheromones. It's probably because, like, it has to do with maybe prime of um, 
making children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> your fertility I, years. It's just so high up, yeah. and I'm like, God, no. <laughs> Not until I'm, like, 57. Not right please. now. Please. Um, but, yeah, so that, like, we released a certain amount of pheromones and whatever, and I was like, <laughs> I wish because I'm, like, single as fuck, and, like, that doesn't happen. Um, but then, like, on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel it? Obviously, on my fucking birthday, which was this past Monday, which this is backlogged, so you're, guess, guess when it was, um, <laughs> just some Monday sometime, um, my ex texted me. Yeah. Which I have not talked to for a full year. <laughs> like That was so intense. I was yeah. there when he texted you. It was like yeah. the day after your birthday? No, it was the day of my the birthday. The day of your birthday. Yeah. And like my we- actual birthday. Yeah, it was intense. We were, like, on a rooftop bar thingy, just, like, having a fun time, and then suddenly you let out a full gasp. Oh, I was, <laughs> like, shocked yeah. to my core, because that's the last person I would ever think would message me, because it's just so far gone at this point, that, like, seeing a text from him was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so he texted me, and he was like, happy birthday, and I was like, Thank you. <laughs> Left it at that. and But, like, he, we all know. Yeah. If you're not leaving a Facebook post or an Instagram and you're an ex and you text, it's, like, there's going to be a follow-up of, how are you? Yeah. And then that opens the door to a whole conversation. Exactly. Like, I guess that's what he wanted. Yeah. And it, and it came. And the how are you came. And, like, back and forth. And I was trying to be pleasant. And I'm also curious about how his life is. But in, like, a weirdly platonic way. Because mm-hmm. a year ago this is all I ever wanted was for him to fucking text me and be like, how are you doing? I'm wondering about you. But it mm-hmm. happened a full year later and I'm like a completely different person and so just like, so it kind of Past felt like, that. yeah, it felt like good and rewarding to like talk to him. But like the only emotions, the reason I felt weird about it was because, oh, by the way, listeners, this is the person that I was talking about that like didn't want me to be, didn't want me to be his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know. So it was bringing back, back that emotion of like the rejection of it all. And I think that's what I felt weird about. I was like, oh, it's making me like remember that when I'm trying to like live my fully confident, like fun self. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was like my, I guess that was my week. I mean, so much more happened. I had a birthday party um, with all of my friends. Yeah, um, I it think was that beautiful. also overpowered that shit. Yeah, with and I, I share a birthday with one of my best friends, um, the exact same day, different years, but same day. So we had like her close friends, my close friends, and it was just like a big love fest, and it was great. And I feel good going into twenty five, in even though I'm like, all right, <laughs> inching towards thirty. Oh. <laughs> I should have my life together at some point, but we'll see. Okay, but you're fully at twenty five. You're not any closer to thirty than you are to 20. You're exactly in the middle. And so it's like, if you don't have your shit figured out, that's all right. Like, no one is telling you you have to be set for the rest of your life right now. Thanks. You're still (laughs) discovering yourself and what you want and what works for you. And, like, don't stress about... I mean, obviously, there should be some stress because stress, in a sense, is motivating. But at the same time, it's like, I know you and you are honestly one of the most motivated people I know. Just in terms of, like... I mean, I can tell you for a fact, I'm I'm an Aries, and that is a thing where we in me... We always talk about astrological <laughs> signs on here, and I'm, like, nodding, and I have no idea. Well, I'll tell you, like, yeah. it's, it's basically, like, I have a lot of passion, and I get very excited about certain creative projects, but at the same time, 
my fatal flaw is that I don't have the follow through to get those things done and to put them out into the world. And it's like, without you, this podcast would not really fully be what it is. Because you help me get to the point where it can... So it's like a... Yeah. <laughs> you motivate me to, to you know, do the work and see things through yeah. and, like, you know, make myself proud. And that it makes all proud. the difference. But that's how I feel about this, too. I'm like, this is, like, our little baby. And I'm, like, excited about it. I feel like other people are excited about it, too. And I hope you listeners are excited about it <laughs> as we babble along. But anyways, that was my week. How was your week? I know you participated a little bit in my week. <laughs> I did, because week? it was birthday week. It was birthday um, week. My week Cancer was good. Cancer season, honey. <laughs> Emotional distress. Honestly, I've been feeling that. Um... <laughs> It's just been weird. I've been in a, in a stage right now also where... Also, I put your drink over there. Oh, thank you, you so like, much. Yeah, no. My drink... <laughs> Stephanie gave me a drink right before we started recording, and as soon as I grabbed it, it spilled all over my sheets. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, I, that's the <laughs> key sign of, like, stop drinking, but also, like, <laughs> keep drinking. You're, like, almost at the point of no return. It's podcast fuel. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, my week... My week was pretty good, but it's just like as of late, I've been in this stage that is pretty foreign to me where emotionally I feel like I am almost, it's almost like in the first episode where you were saying you were sort of celibate for a short period of time, which is a weird word, yeah. but, but that's the way to describe it because yeah. it kind of is in a sense celibacy. It's just like the act of like not, you're just like not having sex. Yeah. And actively, it, you know, it, it can as be. As a choice. Yeah, like, and it's, that can be really healthy. Like, I think mm-hmm. that it's it's sometimes nice to go through a phase where you're just like, I don't need anybody else. I don't need anybody's validation. Yeah. I just am operating as a person in the world. And and I think that for me, that came to me because, because I moved to this new neighborhood and, you know, it's been great, but at the same time, it's summer. I tend to wear a lot of, like, loud clothing <laughs> and you know, just leaving my house and walking from here to the train, which is like a 10 minute walk. I feel a lot of the male gaze. Like there are so many men who are outside just sitting around or doing something who, when I walk past them, just, you know, going about my day, I'll either really feel their stares or they'll say something to me or something that just makes me almost too aware of my own body to the point where I feel I feel weird about it. Like, I feel it makes me go into a place where I'm like, I don't want anyone to touch me. I don't want anyone to look at me. Yeah. I just want to be my own person. Just me and my bubble. All I need is myself. Like, I'm not, I'm not in a place where I like, where I'm like, oh my God, I need to go out and like have dates or be validated externally because the external feedback that I get is very much objectification yeah and so it's like for and it's me sexualizing you and like you should be able to like feel like feel sexually charged on your own but it is like a negative um energy being put on you obviously as a woman walking the streets wearing whatever the fuck you want to wear it doesn't even matter what you're wearing mm-hmm. and if it's like that's what you want to like go out in and you feel confident in it does like in a weird way immediately bring your confidence down when you're walking down the street and you have these like disgusting like comments on your body or even stares it's like yeah like it's just crazy the difference between men and women because women don't fucking do that Mm -hmm. like for the most part we don't do that yeah there's small occasions where it happens but even if like i saw a hawk like 
stunning hot model on the street. <laughs> I'm not like, yeah, baby, look at those shorts. Look at that ass. Like, yeah, you know course. what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, dudes, you need to, like, take a note out of, like, a women's book and, like, look but like more casually like chill the fuck out yeah like you don't need to speak about it yeah like in like such a grotesque way for me it's like I have had moments where I've been like hey like I um I want to be a positive you know influence on the world like if I can I want to spread positivity wherever I can so like if I see someone who's in an amazing outfit or someone who has great makeup I want to comment on that if it seems like they would be open to it if it seems like it wouldn't be weird or perhaps threatening it's like yeah you can be like hey I love your dress hey like that's like an admiration that's not like sexualizing this person outwardly Mm -hmm. yeah because it's very different to be like it almost kind of poses a threat or or you don't when, especially when it comes to a man you don't know if it's a threat or not it could be yeah and then and it you puts can't you in a place necessarily where... defend yourself as much as you want to say fuck you like fuck off mm-hmm. you weird freak <laughs> you can't because you don't know if they're gonna like kill you yeah exactly like <laughs> yeah. I would love to be one of those girls from like those movies where you know they're just like yeah fuck you or like whatever or, like getting yeah. revenge on those guys like I would love that, but you just realistically can't because you don't know who's dangerous. You don't know. At the end of the day, as a woman at least, I feel like I am always kind of going to be in the more vulnerable position, but that's why at this point I don't have anything self-defense, you know, like any kind of self-defense thing on me. This is the moment where like, the movie Teeth really struck a core <laughs> yeah. in me, and I was like, damn, I fucking wish that yeah. I had, like, a lethal vagina. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, just chomp that dick off. Like, I yes. wish that that was, like, or, or, like, that, like, that was a power that we had, like, almost like a Venus uh, flytrap vagina. Exactly. It's like, if anyone wanted to fuck with us, they would be immediately terminated. That's the fucking terminated. superpower that I want. Venus flytrap fucking vagina. Yeah, no, I mean, that's pretty sick. Like, yeah. I, I fuck with that. Like, I would I would love just to, to be able to walk around even knowing that you have that kind of power or that, that kind of That gives you a, an entire level of confidence. That is, like, superhero confidence. Yeah, I agree. Like, I would, I mean, that's the reason why I've talked to my mom before about, oh, like, maybe getting some kind of, you know, pepper spray or getting something almost, even just like a little, you know, audio alarm thing that would startle someone yeah. who was, pretty 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 pretty. yeah, like, <laughs> where, 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 where? like suddenly there's a police alarm coming yeah. from my pocket Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what's that? And it would give me a second to run away or something. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, an alarm is alarming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a comedy podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that quality content yeah um but yeah no it's you know I it would be nice to have one of those things and it sucks that we're in a world where I need that yeah to feel safe but you just you never know and it's like I want to have the freedom to walk around wearing whatever I want to wear exactly so if that's what it takes then fine like if I can feel safe on the streets and I've even done that thing of you know having my keys in between my fingers like little claws I do that all the time yeah because sometimes that's all you have yeah like, and, and it's, it's effective. It's, Stick it's, that in an eyeball, pow, pow, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it, it is really, really unfortunate that that is yeah. what it's come to. And I hope that, you know, whoever's listening to this, I know there are resources out there for how to 
stay safe and defend yourself. I've taken a self-defense class, which I think is pretty helpful. Um, but you know, when you're in a situation where you really feel like you're in danger, sometimes your mind goes blank and sometimes it's yeah, not like you're going to, it's the fear, yeah. be able to, you know, recall every tiny thing you learn. So having something on you that makes you That's feel quick. a modicum yeah. of safety yeah. is very, can be very important and help you feel safer walking around. So I would encourage getting at least, you know, yeah, one of those little, little loud alarms like that. That isn't even dangerous. It's just something you can use to, to catch someone away. off guard. Yeah. So that is something that I'm in yeah. the process of getting. Yeah. Anyway, that was a long ass rant. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I think it's important. Um, anyway, so I mean, I know that for today's episode, we've done episodes where we've just talked to each other about yeah. things. We've done episodes where we've interviewed people. Yeah. And now we wanted to do something where we each individually did some research on a topic and presented it to each other on the subject of um, sexuality and gender and dating apps, especially yeah. because that's something that's that we deal thing. with a lot. Yeah, I think the the key link between our two topics are uh, dating apps and yeah. online dating apps specifically. Tinder was where I like breached off from, but um, I will say my research goes a little bit deeper and I'm sure yours does too um, but that's kind of where we started mm-hmm. um who do you, who wants to go <laughs> yeah I mean I don't know I could go first if you want yeah to. yeah I'm down okay let me just grab my research um so so, yeah, so my tell them your topic your okay. specific topic so I mean I proposed to Stephanie that it would be cool to talk about the way in which um I don't know, Tinder has, Tinder and other popular dating apps have treated trans people um, because that's been something that's been an issue. Like, honestly, Tinder has always been, like, the preferences of man or woman or both, um, both in your preferences that you can set and also in your actual personal identity and how other people can find you. Um, Yeah. Like, it's a super nuanced thing. And I understand that it can take some time for an app to catch up to the multitude of different identities that people have. Um, But I just wanted to kind of look more into how trans people have been treated by different popular dating apps because I know it can be super hard out there. There's a lot of danger. There's a lot of discrimination. And just sort of, I don't know, shedding some light on that and also, I don't know, giving some perhaps alternatives um, that are a little bit more safe or a little bit more inclusive. So I like that. Anyway... I don't know. So let's see. The first thing I have of my research is just that, I mean, in 2016, um, Tinder released an update to their gender options. Um, there is woman, man, and then more. And this is for your personal settings. Oh, I didn't know that more. Yeah. See, I think that, and I think that some people don't even have that. I am more than gender, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ultra gender. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am the ultimate gender. <laughs> Yeah, I identify as Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Why is it not a fucking identifier? I think I we know. all identify as Hulk Hogan. That's so empowering. If given the option, Hulk Hogan every single time. <laughs> so, yeah. So, right now, man, woman, and more. Um, and then they wrote in their little update blurb that they worked with GLAD's um, transgender media program and other trans advocates to pioneer the update, which is... Tinder? Great. Yeah. Okay. Tinder did. So... 
And so, yeah, that was t- in 2016. In 2017, that, that um, update was released in France, Spain, and Germany. And in 2018, it was released in Australia. So it's, you know, they're getting to the point where Slow it's kind of worldwide. To, for it to finally get to Australia in I 2018, know. like, it's online. <laughs> yeah, right? Why is it taking that long? Like, it's an app update. Like, yeah, just get it over there. Okay. Um, but anyway. <laughs> just beep, boop, 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 boop. I know, <laughs> just beep, 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 hack into the mainframe. Um, so, <laughs> it's not that hard. Um, it's not that hard. Um, every, like, software engineer in engineer <laughs> rolling is like, fuck eyes. you, you have no idea. Uh, <laughs> Took us years to yeah. get to Australia. <laughs> um, so, okay, but the thing is, where do those gender non-conforming people fit into an algorithm where the only, you can only indicate that you're interested in men, women, or both? Yeah. Like, even if you can identify as a plethora of things, when it comes to who you are looking for on the app, it's pretty vague. Yeah, that's um, pretty vague. And what about neither? What about non-binary people? What about trans people only interested in dating other trans people? Like, it's very, there are a lot of different avenues that you could want to go down. Yeah. Um, and so, if they had the identifiers, it would make it easier for these people to find what they want. But mm-hmm. because they don't have the identifiers, how are they... If they're making it more complicated for themselves, it sounds like, but continue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I also just prefacing this, I'm very, I'm very skeptical. I mean, it's pride season right now. Um, so happy pride. World pride, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very looking forward to celebrating that. Um, but it's like in this pride, especially in 2019, because being gay, being trans, being any kind of form of queer is now almost seen as a trend. I am very skeptical of corporations who adopt that during Pride season because it's like, are you trying to actually help or are you just trying to get to the wallets of people who are of this mindset? You know what I mean? I'm going to be honest. Like, for the most part, corporations are trying to get into your wallets. Yeah. Because they're corporations, like- they're businesses. Like... Of course. Mm-hmm. Like, of course. Yeah, like, I was in Union Square the other day, and the Capital One Bank was like, happy Pride, and it was a bank. But it was like, they had a full Pride spread. <laughs> Literally. Corporate America. Happy Pride, baby. Give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> like, Capital One. Like, capitalism. Like, yeah. it could not be any less obvious. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so, or not be any more obvious. But, um, so, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's the deal with Tinder. And then... It would be nice if Grindr was a more accepting alternative, but it's a horrible truth that transmisogyny runs rampant in gay circles. Um, gay men can definitely be perpetrators, especially on an internet platform where users can have relative anonymity. Um, and I feel like Grindr, from you know people telling me about yeah. it, has been an app that is very especially sex-focused. Yes, um, yeah. Which, um, for trans users... It might not be the safest place to just exist without being asked what's in your pants well, from, every three seconds. Yeah, from our from our like gay friends, I've heard that it can be like really racy on Grinder, and they're very like specific and not the best way. So I can't imagine how it is for the trans community being on Grinder specifically. It can be like quite aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very much like show me your dick or, you know, it, it, it just seems, it does seem more aggressive than something like Tinder, even though yeah. Tinder can be very hookup focused. Yeah. It just, it, it would be difficult to exist on there without being asked a lot of potentially insensitive questions or triggering questions. So, but okay. Yeah. So Grindr also, 
um, tried to take the inclusivity leap in 2017. Um, they edited their site to include gender-neutral language and diverse gender options. Okay, um, step forward. I know, like, they were really trying. The director of Grinder for Equality, Jack Harrison Quintana, said, One thing we heard over and over again from trans people using Grinder was that they felt unwelcome, as other users would often only want to ask them about what it means to be trans or approached without knowing how to speak respectfully about trans issues. Um, that's why we created written resources linked from the gender identity fields in the profile to answer users' questions and decrease that burden on trans people. So basically what they did was they set up a website that was FAQs and it was like, it was like basically FAQs about how to interact with trans people. Um, and the purpose was to take that emotional burden off of trans people to explain themselves every single day. And that's quite nice so that people are like aware and yeah and that that person doesn't have to con- continue to like hear the same questions or like yeah that makes sense that's yeah exactly what you just said totally no I, <laughs> <laughs> you're right what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> no no it makes a lot of no, sense yeah, yeah. i think that it's a that's nice it's honestly a good step forward yeah um yeah so the faq has questions like how can i respectfully ask a trans person what they like sexually can a trans person be gay is it okay to ask a trans person about xyz um so i personally think it means a lot more than whatever generalized bullshit tinder has to offer like in response to people calling them out for discrimination. Mm -hmm. Um, It's trying to educate the gay community from the inside and being proactive about taking that emotional labor off of trans people who are just on there to exist and find people without having to explain their identities all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good step forward, especially for a largely gay platform. Yeah. Um, So, but honestly, I I accidentally kind of skipped this part, but back to Tinder for a second. Um, Ugh. I know. The person, ah, oh, the one, because I, I, and now, not that I have problems with Tinder, but, like, I found in my research a little bit of issues with it, and it's like, ah, oh, the one person we were, we were rooting for you. We were I know. Tinder. <laughs> I know, and Tinder is, like, the most popular dating app by far, so it's, like, it you is. would expect them to be more on top of this it shit. It almost feels like the first one of its kind, because, like, it was Match.com. And, like, eHarmony and stuff, which was online on a website. And then it was, like, Tinder, which was, like, the dating app. Yeah. No, it was, like, number one. And I think it probably still is number one. It's just, it's almost become a verb. It's, like, Tindering. It's part of the lexicon now. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, okay. So, Tinder, you know, here's your hall of shame. Um, (laughs) In 2017, a woman named Talia Renee had her profile removed from Tinder. And the company said that she had violated the terms of service or community guidelines. But she took to Twitter saying that it was blatant bigotry for men on the app who had all reported her for being trans. It was like mass reporting um, because she was a trans woman. Wait, but but, like how? (sighs) Yeah, it's like multiple, uh, multiple men. She wasn't doing anything wrong. She She wasn't soliciting anything. She was existing as a trans woman and men were like, we're not okay with this. So they reported her and that resulted in her being taken down. Pieces of garbage. Yeah, and so... This is a tweet from Talia. Still waiting on Tinder to unban me since I got banned after being reported for being trans. So much for trans friendly. Y'all's 30 gender options don't mean shit when trans people still get banned automatically because of how often cis straight men report us. Like, that's a phenomenon um, of, you know, cis straight men having the power, Tinder giving them the power to get someone's whole account taken down because they're not okay with trans people. Like, that's not cool. Yeah. 
it's it's horrible. Um, something similar happened to Cat Black, a woman who reached out to Tinder about being unjustly deleted for being trans, got a long-winded apology message from Tinder on Twitter, and still never got her account reinstated, and in fact made a number of accounts um, that all got deleted. Pretty damning evidence that this has to be a discrimination problem. Yeah. Like, she kept making accounts... Tinder even responded to her, but nothing actually got done. Yeah. Oh, like a public Twitter apology. Yes. But, like, you're not going to... Yes. <laughs> it's all for PR. It truly is. <laughs> like, okay, like, follow through with your apology, Tinder. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's honestly just horrific the way that they can kind of brush this off and say all the right things, quote unquote, but then not actually do anything. Yeah. Um, And yeah, so Tinder has a history of being all talk when it comes to intersectionality and making big important changes. And all of this with both Cat Black and um, Talia Renee, it all occurred a year after they'd made a big fuss about their new amazing gender options. (laughs) So (laughs) what the fuck? (laughs) Um, And then there's also a lawsuit in the mix. Um, That makes sense. Okay. So someone named Ariel Hawkins. Next step. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like you're not going to fix this shit. Yeah. Mm. Take the money from them, baby. Yeah, we're going to bring the fire. Yeah. Um, Ariel Hawkins announced in 2018 that she was suing Tinder for discrimination against trans individuals in the state of Oregon. This came after her account was also deleted and Tinder refused to help or explain anything to Hawkins. Um, and when money's involved, like, unfortunately, that's how this country works. When money's involved, that is when the change will happen. Like, yeah. Or for the most part, our fucking world. Like, when there's a lawsuit involved, then, like, it's going to cost, like millions of dollars in settlement like they're gonna want to be like okay we're gonna change our policies forgive us yeah because it's literally all about money instead of 10 because we're gonna change our shit yeah i mean it's sad that that's the way it has to be done but i mean good for ariel hawkins for fucking taking it to that level because it is that important we still continue telling us about this i mean a silver lining is that according to metro news as of 2017 um, 13 million matches involving non-binary identifying Tinder users have been made. So the new gender options might not be perfect, but at least they're giving some visibility to people with oft-marginalized identities. Okay. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that's something good. It's like non-binary people can, in fact, in- exist on Tinder and... Without any, like, repercussions? Exactly. Exist without, yeah. you know, people fucking taking their accounts down just based off of hatred and ignorance which is so fucking stupid like let people live yeah yeah so let's see okay (laughs) um speaking of tinder being disappointing (laughs) um So, let's... Is Hinge looking good now? Probably <laughs> not. If we, like, go into the deep, dark, like, nitty-gritty of Hinge, because Nina uses Tinder a lot I more. Hate and I use Hinge <laughs> a lot. But, like, Hinge is, like, mostly a bunch of, like, finance like... Yeah. finance bros and, like, liberal arts graduates, which is, like, my fucking type. Not yeah. finance bros. <laughs> liberal arts graduates, baby. Um, but, like, I feel like if you dig into that, it's like... <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, okay. I don't have anything on Hinge for this report, but I do have to say personally. Check back in next Hinge week. is fucking dumb. <laughs> anyway. Sponsor us, Hinge. Um, so. <laughs> we love and hate you. We love to hate you, Hinge. So, speaking of Tinder being disappointing, um, in 2018, an app called Transder was Ooh. born um, with the goal of providing a safe alternative dating app for trans people specifically. Okay. Um, sounds like a dream, right? Yeah. Um. Oh, no. Well, let me kill that right now. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> Tinder is backing it? Shut up. Is Tinder backing no, it? No, it's not backing Thanks. it. It's, it's totally separate. It is Tinder. Um, 
It's Tinder's evil alter ego. Um, <laughs> but okay, so right off Tinder's the gate, evil twin. <laughs> I know. I don't trust it. Um, so right off the gate, the app was majorly off. They literally went out of their way to use horribly derogatory terms for trans people in their advertising, um, which I will not repeat, but insert gross trans slurs here. Um, like, so much for creating a safe, welcoming space, Sean. <laughs> By the way, um, the creator's name was uh, Sean Kennedy, so... He's, in like, their fucking advertisement? Dumb. Are you fucking kidding? Literally. So, basically, they used all these widely known slurs for trans people, and the argument was... These words were used for advertising purposes, like they would make the app more easily findable online. Are you fucking serious? Because they're like, people search with these slurs? No, they fucking don't. That doesn't make any sense. That is like, so dumb. Yeah. Sean... Like, if you're, you're literally looking to Who create a safe space. Who the fuck did you hire at the head of your <laughs> advertising department that they were, like, in the meeting, like, hey, this is a good idea, let's use all of these slurs, because they'll fucking find it yeah. easier, like, more easily. The people who are searching those slurs and won't are find not it the offensive people that you want on To your be app. on the app. <laughs> like, They're and the also, people who are <laughs> deleting, are reporting yeah. the, the trans community that's on Tinder. It's the same people. Exactly. That are not going to actively use your app. And like unsurprisingly, Sean is cis. So, I mean, let's just see what happens. He's the head of the of the app? Yeah, he is. Um, so. Of course. Of course. A cis man is like yeah. <laughs> the head of this. That's capitalizing on. Okay, continue. Yeah, no, it's fucking enraging. So anyway. It's so dumb. There were also exactly zero non-binary options in the app. Another major oversight. So basically, it's an app for trans people created by cis people. Um, and then Dope. after all of the pushback um, from actual trans users, Sean was like, we have one trans person on our team and we're going to make it transgender friendly with his help. So. Yay. <laughs> nice going. You hired a token trans person you, and now everything is suddenly unproblematic. Good literally. job. Good job. Um, so obviously that was not a very popular app and because no. of all the immediate pushback. Let's have a, a trans app made by a trans person who understands that community. Let's do that. Yeah, that sounds fucking sick. Yeah. Um, so anyway... So another thing is there's also the phenomenon of heterosexual men on Grindr, specifically to find trans women, um, which has been kind of problematic and weird for the Grindr community. Um, There's an app on, nope, there's an article on (laughs) Mel Magazine detailing this trend and the pushback from the gay users to having their space invaded by straight men. Um, So there's another issue. It's like a little uncomfy. I know. Like it's, it's weird. It's a weird gray space because it's like for, on, on the one hand, you're a straight man. You don't belong on this gay men app. On the other hand, it's like maybe if, if you could see Grindr as maybe the only safe option for trans women especially, I don't know. If you if, – if that's what you were looking for, then I guess that's good. But then that brings up another issue of like um, – let's see. Yeah. There's another issue when it comes to chasers or fetishists, um, yeah. people who specifically seek out trans people um, who may not have the best intentions or might see these people as sex objects only. Yeah. Um, so it's like, do you want men going on there whose only purpose is to seek out trans women who might not have their best interests at heart? Yeah, they're fetishizing them. Like, that's... Like, not a fucking... I know. Cool... Like, any... 
being fetishized is not like the chillest thing when you're like on a date. Yeah, it's not chill at all. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. thank you. <laughs> I'm yeah. not an object. I'm a person. Totally. Yeah, it's like you just, everyone has the right to be treated like a person on and off these apps. Um, everyone's just looking for love. So let's see. Um, it gets dicey in marking down gender preferences on these apps. Um, at the end of the day, trans men are men and trans women are women. And it can definitely be creepy, especially if the pursuer is a cis man, to have someone come after you specifically because of your transness. Like, huge red flag. <laughs> Um, for the time being, personally, my settings are on men and women, and yes, trans people come up under those search parameters, and for me and my super fluid sexuality, um, that works. And just as dating apps shouldn't be gatekeepy or blatantly allowing bigotry, they shouldn't be vehicles for creeps to specifically hunt down members of minority communities and put them in more danger. Absolutely not. Um, it's complicated out there. So, it's a weird world. That's sort of the, the bulk of the research that I did. Um, and I know that it can kind of seem, I feel like looking back on, on what I've kind of learned, it all seems pretty bleak. It all seems pretty dark. Um, yeah. not very safe, not very happy, but at the same time, it's like we are living in an age where so many people are learning how to code at young ages. Like there, I'm, I'm very hopeful that in the direction that our generation is going, there are going to be a lot more resources very soon for queer, trans um, people of color, you know, no matter what your identity is, for you to feel safe yeah. online. Um, so that's kind of what I found. But, like, bottom line, Tinder do better. Grinder is doing, I guess, pretty well. But I hope that the members of Grinder are, you know, are using Being those resources. respectful, yeah. So that's sort of what I found. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yay! Yay! Research! <laughs> Learning things. We didn't know before. Exactly. Yeah. It's outdated. Hey sluts, that ends part one of episode four. Part two will be out next Monday where we cover Sesta Fosta, the girlfriend experience, and more of Tinder's Hall of Shame. Have a sexy summer, and as always, go fuck yourself. <laughs>